G'day and welcome to Talking Settlers Gain. This is a show I've been I've been looking forward to talking about for some time now, and I have a cracking guest straight out of Russia. He has brought the vodka to Hish. It is Philip. <laughs> uh, you might remember him from the uh, the community spotlight in Russia. We're talking about Moscow and talking about trekking through the snow, trying to get to a tournament, fighting off those bears of Kislev. But Philippe is an excellent Warhammer player. I know he's been playing with Cities. He's been playing with Lumineth. And I thought if there was any crazy person that could bring Cities, Lumineth, Stormcast, and then the Allies, it was this man here. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Anthony. Hello, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I, I'm very happy to to be here again. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> we were going to talk, uh, we were talking just before the show started that we were meant to do a Demi-Griff night focus show. and uh, It never happened, um, but I'm really excited to have you back here on the channel, especially to talk lists because you have had a lot of success both phys- uh, you know, in, in real life as well as on Tabletop Simulator. And I know you've been playing around with Settlers Gain a little bit and getting, uh, you know, you've been playing around with it, you know, recently. So because it's such a hard, it, it's hard, and I say it's hard, guys, for anyone who's listening to this going, what is he on about? What's Coach on about? You need to remember Cities of Sigma is a really big book. It has like 60 unit choices. Stormcast Eternals has like 60 unit choices. Lumineth Realm Lords has literally doubled in size in the last 12 months. There's probably good a good 30 maybe choices, you know. And when you add that all together, the synergies, the combinations, the list tech can be exciting but also really challenging. So um, I, that's why I'm really curious to unpack to see where you're thinking about this. But, Philip, before we kind of get into all of this, do you want to give a quick introduction you know, for people who don't know you or haven't seen the, the community spotlight on Russia? What's your story? Uh, yeah, I, I have quite simple story, I think. I really love Age of Sigmar. <laughs> yeah, I love to play and love, I love to write lists. So I... Uh, I play a competitive uh, AOS in Russia and, and some international tournaments, and I am a member of Russian national team. That's impressive. It's impressive. So we've got someone here who's going to really navigate these crazy waters. What what drew you to Settlers Gain? Like, why not go straight? Maybe a better question is like, what is what is Settlers Gain? Um, and what drew you to Settlers Gain compared to going all in on cities or all in on Lumineth? Because that's an option. Uh, yeah. First of all, I love to play uh, older cities. And also, uh, I love to I, I, I play Lumineth and I have some tournaments with Lumineth. And I love both these armies. And uh, I think... Uh, the main uh, reason for me is to uh, to do some experiments with the settlers gain is uh, these list building uh, opportunities. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you that there are a lot of options. Yeah, if if you choose these cities, you you have uh, cities, you have stormcast eternals, you have luminate, you have all these allies. So and that's why you have a lot of options and it's 
so list building is one of the most inspiring things for me in AWS. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's uh, it's it's the one of the best choices <laughs> yeah for for such journey. It, and, and, I, and we say it's challenging. If, if you haven't picked up Settlers Gain, it comes from Broken Realms Techless, so the second book in the Broken Realms series, and it did introduce one city. So, you know, your Cities of Sigmar Battle Tome is set in the realm of Gairan or Akshi. This is set in the realm of Hish, so in the realm of light. And basically, and I'll bring up the rules in a second, and we'll talk a bit more about what it brings to the table. But what is really exciting for me, Philip, was that in Broker Realms Marathi, they introduced two new cities. And the big problem for me was it didn't bring in the Cities of Sigmar rules, like the Empowered Endless Spells, like the Honored Retinue, like the Storm Keeps. And it was very isolated and it felt like a big trade-off when I went Hakuron or Mistharven. There was a lot that I was sacrificing. But with this, they learned that lesson and went... I can keep all the good stuff from cities and I get this extra stuff. So for me, I was excited. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's also very exciting for me. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's contain our excitement and actually let's actually bring it together and maybe for anyone who hasn't picked up Broken Realms Techless, we can talk a little bit about it. So on the right, you're going to see some of the things that you might already remember from Cities of Sigma. You get Amplified Sorcery. So it allows you when you cast an Endless Spell, and on the Endless Spell it says um, uh, Empowered by and the Realm that it's from. And when an Endless Spell is Empowered by the Realms, it's just better. So Emerald Life Swarm, instead of healing D3, it heals D6. Um, Geminids, you can re-roll the damage roll. Um, Umbral Spell Portal, you can um, ex you can put a, 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 the other Endless Spell anywhere on the table. So it, it, it makes endless, spell, endless Spells better. You have the Honored Retinue. So it allows you, if you have a general with six wounds or less, they can have a bodyguard of um, of of of, um, of troops up to 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 ten to twenty wounds, and if they've got like a little, I guess I call it a two IC or a wise council. If it's next to that wise council model, you can generate an extra command point with a four plus. It also allows you to take one in every four units to be Stormcast Eternals. They gain the City of Sigma keyword, so it's not an ally, and it does allow you to have some really crazy synergies. Whether it's bringing in a um, a Knight of Zeros, um, you bring in a, you know a, a Lord Ordinator. There's so many different choices you can bring. Uh, a, a, a Celestine Prime. There's a lot of cool models you can bring in, and because they gain the city's keyword, they just become even better. So if you're a Cities of Sigma player, you keep that. Everything in Cities you keep. But Philip, we get some extra things. A couple of things we're going to get, and I'd love your thoughts and your opinions on this, is um, when you choose Settler's Gain, first off, they gain the set Settler's Gain keyword. So instead of going Hammer Hall, Hallow Heart, Tempest Die, whatever it might be, um, you are set in the realm of Hish, and you are Settler's Gain. Initial thoughts on that? Um. I don't think that Hish is very important here because, yeah, from from narrative point of view, of course, it's 
it's true that this city is from Hish, but uh, you, you can't say that you have really powerful artifacts here, for example. So I, I, I don't think it's very important. Uh, but yeah, you, you you may use uh, uh, so this uh, this word from from Hish. <laughs> that may change in the future if a second version of Malign Sorcery comes and we get more artifacts. But right now, in current General's Handbook 2020, Hish artifact, eh, eh, move along. That's not that important right now. You're going to get yourself what's called the Warriors of the High Districts. So you can choose one extra Settlers Gain Free Guild Hero or Settlers Gain Collegiate Arcane Hero to have an artifact of power. In addition, you get plus one to the casting roll for your Collegiate Arcane Wizards. So your Free Guild Heroes are going to be not your Duarden. It's not going to be your Elves. It's going to be your Free Guild General and Griffin, your Free Guild General. There you, that's, that's your Free Guild Heroes. And then your Collegiate Arcane is your Hurricanum, your Luminarch, and your Battle Mage. Philippe, thoughts on Warden, Warriors of the High Districts? Uh, so there are basically two rules, yeah. First about artifacts, and second about uh, plus one to cast. So the first is, isn't is too strong because... Uh, so first, it's very restrictive. So you can't give uh, an artifact to other cities or even luminates uh, units heroes and uh, the second uh, these artifacts are not too strong we will discuss them yeah but they they, they are some of them are okay yeah uh, they, we can't say that it's super powerful artifacts so but uh, but the second rule uh, yeah I'm a big fan of this rule because um, I, I, I think we all agree that so uh, Celestial Hurricanum is, is a great unit, yeah? It's, it's a great piece of utility. And this rule, uh, so uh, it makes, makes uh, him even better, yeah? So uh, basically, uh, if you have Celestial Hurricanum, you have plus two to cast now. Yeah, it's, in, in, it's very consistent casting, yeah? And you can give him, uh, you can use Artifact to give him the second uh, cast each turn, so two casts with plus two, uh, without any uh, other problems uh, like uh, comment commentabilities uh, in in Hell of Heart and so on. Yeah, it's it's very powerful. So yeah, it, it's cool. And even uh, small battle mages, yeah, even without hurricane, they they have plus one. Yeah, and uh, you have some good spells uh, with casting value of five. Yeah, protection of fish, for example, of of uh, or, or wild uh, form from Gur, and now you can cast them very, very consistently. Yeah, it, it, it's a great rule. The battle mage on foot, yeah, the, the battle mage on foot is is really helpful because it has up to eight different spells, so you can choose one of the realms. Um, so despite being from Hish. Your battle mage can become from Gur, from Gairan, from Shaiish, whatever, right? Um, and those spells are very low casting, which is really cool. Getting plus one is going to be great. Hurricanums also give plus one to cast for your Collegiate Arcane. So all of a sudden, you could be getting plus two to your cast um, through this little combination. So it is incentivizing you to go down the Collegiate Arcane route. It's not going to help you with your Sorceress on foot. So your Sorceress being a Darkling Coven, 
that doesn't have collegiate arcane. So it is really focusing you down the hero, uh, the, the human route, hero route, the human route. Just keep that in mind. Um, you also get your Lumineth tutors. So you can choose one extra. Uh, well, I think, I think I've doubled that one up. Um, you also yeah. get your Elven tra- You get your Elven training. I'll bring up. Uh, where, where's my tutors? Where's my tutor? Oh, I doubled that one up. Um, you've also got your one in four. That's what it's meant to be there. So <laughs> that's a copy and paste error. Um, one in every four of your units can be Lumineth Realm Lords. Um, you don't, you're not, they're not allies. So you're not restricted to models under 400 points. So it can bring in techless. You can bring a big block of, of units. Um, you're not restricted in the points cap per se, but it does mean that one in every four can be um, Lumineth. One in four can be Stormcast. And then, you know, everything else has to be Cities of Sigma. How important is that allies. for you? Or allies, all allies. And your ally pool is uh, Daughters of Cain, uh, Fire Slayers, Deepkin, Caradron Overlords, Sylvaneth. So basically almost like everyone who's not Seraphon. Like that's a massive pool of, of models. Yeah, you're right. So I, I think it it's the most important rule for this city because uh, – Actually, so you, uh, in this city, you have no other great rules or great artifacts. So that's why the main idea of the city, I think, is to find synergies between uh, Cities of Sigmar and maybe Stormcasts and Luminous Realm Lords. So it's the only opportunities to bring these armies together. Yeah, because Luminous uh, can't uh, have any allies um only only idk yeah so and other cities can't take lumineth also so yeah it's the only opportunity and it's the only uh you know power thing for this city but it uh, if you can find some crazy synergies some crazy interactions between for cities buffs for example and uh lumineth's uh, armies so you you can you can create something uh, interesting yeah and we're going to obviously go through a couple of lists to kind of demonstrate this, but you know there are some things that we haven't even spoken about in our lists. You know things like the um, the Alapex Shark, or get yourself some offensive or defensive eels. You could look into Daughters of Cain and get yourself like there's so many unit choices. I'm not going to spoil uh, what might be in in any of our lists, but all of a sudden, like the opportunities are so large. You know when it comes to just building this particular list to if you want to build shooting, you want to build combat, you want to build magic, you know, you know you've got so many options, which is going to be really cool, but also uh, it could be a bit analysis paralysis, which is why we're talking about this. Um, the last rule, and by the way, we don't get a terrain piece. So I know Lumineth has their, their shrine. Cities has no terrain piece. You do not get the, the shrine. So no terrain piece for settlers gain. The, the other one which is kind of incentivizing you to go down, again, the human route, is the command ability with Elven training. So um, if you use a command ability at the start of the Battleshock phase, if you do so, pick one friendly Lumineth Realm Lords uh, hero. You don't take Battleshock for friendly Settlers gain Free Guild or Collegiate Arcane units. That second part is useless. 
Like, no, no collegiate. Ar- there is no collegiate arcane units. They're all heroes um, or yep. or behemoths. Like, just like, throw that in the window. That's rubbish. But the the free guild, the free guild, your your free guild guard, your great swords, your hand gunners, your demi griffs, your crossbowmen. Uh, they're all your, they're all your your troops. So if you take any of those, you can basically get a, a battle shock immunity within eighteen inches, um, off the back of a, a luminous realm lord hero. Yeah, Philippe, it, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, it's a good example of abilities of this city, I believe. Uh, so we we can see that these this ability is weaker than in Hell of Heart, for example, or Tempest Eye, because in these two cities you can uh, get uh, battle shock immunity for free for a trade or artifact without spending common points yeah and for whole your army yeah not only particular types of units and then you have here you you have to spend uh, cp and uh, you can it 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 must be luminous uh, uh, real lord's unit a hero and it it must be uh, free guild, uh, free guild units. Yeah, so it's very, very restrictive. But in in some cases, it may be useful. So, for example, if you have a lot of free guild uh, units, and if you have uh, so big base uh, hero like Teclis, yeah, you can create massive uh, bubble of Battleshock immunity. And in, in some cases, it it may be useful, but it yeah, it's quite situational. Yeah, and for someone like me who, um, so I don't play with a lot of dispossessed. I don't play a lot of um, the like Phoenix Guard and the other Elven type models. I'm very much a free player. So for me, when I looked at these lists, I got really excited because you know it is really incentivizing the synergy between Lumineth and Free Guilds or Collegiate Arcane as well. In addition to this, and we're not going to talk about it because it's not in one of Philip's lists, but I'm happy to chat about it now, is that there is a battalion that is focused around the Luminarch. So you've got to take a Luminarch, you take a Hurricanum, and you take a Battle Mage. The Luminarch doesn't have a hero on top. But basically, your Luminarch gives you like a six-inch bubble of like damage prevention. It will bring it down to a five. So... um, so what's really cool about that is you could get a really resilient block of free guilds off the back of the Luminarch. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think uh, so. There are both uh, advantages of and disadvantages of this battalion. But yeah, one one of the important advantages, of course, you you have some uh, more resilience for your free guild units. So, for example, if we compare, you know, Phoenix Guards and Great Swords, yeah. Uh, Great swords also have great impact. Yeah, they have they can pr- produce a lot of damage, but they have no uh, after save. Yeah, uh, but they they are cheaper. Yeah, so in, if you have this battalion, you can bring uh, a block of uh, great swords, and they will have their five up DPA from this battalion, and also they have produced some some really really good damage yeah so you you have you have some opportunities here and the challenge that i have as a uh, a cities of sigma player is that when you have great swords and you have phoenix guard the points difference between the two units is like 10 to 20 points it's nothing 
and Phoenix Guard have a four up damage prevention with them. They don't do as much damage as what a greatsword can do because a greatsword can do mortal wounds on a yeah, hit yeah, right. or a wound roll of six. But the, but the resilience of a Phoenix Guard is just second to none. It is like having Hearthguard Berserkers and more in your army. But for me, what the battalion does is it allows me to to bring out my great swords and um and have them as resilient or close to resilient as a block of Phoenix Guard, but do more damage. So um I haven't run a lot of great swords in my city's list in the past. In Settler's Gain, I'm actually really incentivized. Or my free gold guard, which are like 80 points for 10, I can get an additional five up damage prevention on top which is a really cheap screen but really durable with that five up so um it means that i don't have to bring my my, my phoenix guard if i don't want to um it does bring some variety to to, to the um the free guilds yeah but it, is, think, it is expensive it is expensive you're right and i, I think uh, other great opportunity with these uh five up bubble you can um take 20 sentinels and place them in this bubble. It's easy to fit, yeah? And uh, so these sentinels plus uh, uh, Luminarch uh, of Hish, uh, they both provide mortal wounds for with very, very big range, yeah? So you, you uh, this combination, it's quite resilient because of this five up and you have some long range mortal wounds um, and damage and it, it may be really helpful. Yeah, so it does it does give you good options. Um, I only call this out because it's not in the two lists we're going to talk about, um, and we don't know what battalions are going to look like in AOS three. So um, they may become narrative only. They may continue to be the same. Who knows? Um, I know we were talking offline, and I felt this. You know, even in all of my list building, was that to get the battle mage on foot, the hurricanum, and the luminarch without the hero with the battalion it's quite expensive so if you are going to go down that route um this is where like the cheap bodies of free guild guard become even more powerful because if you start bringing in more expensive units you run out of points really quickly yeah yeah you're right and uh, I, so th having these two mages it, it may be cool if you have great spells yeah but in this city uh you have no really powerful spells like in fellow heart for example yeah that's why I, i'm not sure that i want to invest a lot of points into into this battalion yeah yeah i think that's the challenge is that you get your empowered endless spells which is great but it's not the magic power power is not as powerful as hallow heart but you have the ability to bring in techless and the cathalar and some of the other units, which makes it probably more of a utility army, uh, and it has multiple threats. Because, like, I know when I played Hallow Heart, I was really a one-trick pony. I, I cast spells. I had. I was a defensive castle. That's all I did. But you start bringing in a Law Seeker, Sentinels, Wardens, Dawn Riders, um, the Twins. You bring in. There's so much opportunity there. In addition to cities and. You are you are a true Swiss army knife, or you can take the best of cities and the best of Lumineth and build some really powerful combos. 
Yeah, I think so. And this consistency, uh, which brings techless, it, 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 it's great for cities because uh, I think as you hello hard player, you you know how it may be painful if you roll double one for very important spell. Yeah, in, in, even with all these bonuses. So and it, it can ruin all all your game plan. Yeah, and uh, with techless you can't fail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Even as a Hello Heart player, I did fail spells and some critical spells. Um, and by the way, I should mention that, you know, as a, uh, as a Settler's game player, you also get three artifacts to choose from. You get, uh, no, so not, not, so you get three command traits to choose from. Three command you, traits, get, yeah. you get six artifacts to choose from, and there are three spell laws. So Hello Heart's great because it has six spells to choose from. This only having three kind of kind of reinforces what you said before, Philippe, that you probably don't want to spend too many points in wizardry because it's not nearly as powerful as Lumineth Allegiance or even Hallow Heart Allegiance. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm not a writer. It's like, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, very good for the, you're very good for the ego. You tell me I'm always right. This is, you, you're always welcome back on this channel. I'm right. <laughs> Okay, this is all my right. strategy. Yeah. All right. All right. So um, let's talk about your first list. And, you know, for anyone who's new to the channel, this is not about having the one and only internet list that's going to rule them all. This is about taking the list ideas and the, and the rules that we've been given and putting it into practice. If you like your dispossessed, if you like your um, your Phoenix Guard, if you're a big fan of your um, your Dark Elves and, you know, you want to get a Black Lord, a, a Dreadlord on Black Dragon, I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just an example of putting the rules into practice. So... What have we got here, Philippe? We have, um, we're, we're obviously stuck to Settler's Gain and we're obviously stuck to Hish. Your leader choices are Techless, a Free Guild General, which is going to be the, the uh, it's going to be your general. Um, I was getting caught up, like Free Guild General, which is the general. Um, and you've got the, uh, the Sayar True Blade and it is the Honored Retinue. You've also got the Law Seeker. Now, anyone who watched the shows that I did with Hayden and Jordan on Lumineth will know about the Law Seeker. But we'll talk a bit about the Law Seeker and what the Law Seeker brings to this list. You've got yourself 30 crossbowmen, 30 crossbowmen, all with the free guild keyword. So some good list tech there. You've got yourself 10 free guild guard with sword and shield. And they are the honored retinue. So they're probably they're gonna give a, a nice little boost in combination with that free guild general. You've also got yourself two units of nine Knight Shadow Stalkers. So these are allies, they're coming out of Daughters of Cain. Um, I've forgotten to put in the little ally section there. And you've also got yourself an extra command point and the soul screen bridge. So coming in, um, yeah. This is this is this is cool. This is different. This is not what I would have expected as the first list. So, talk to me through your logic. Talk me through the rules that you're building around. Let's start talking about some of the choices you've made. Okay, uh, I think yeah. Let's start with the main idea of this list. The main idea is uh, with techless uh, and will breed with bridge. You can. Uh, you, you can be sure that you will cast this bridge. Yeah. Uh, if if Techless is on the battlefield, nobody can stop you. 
Yeah. Uh, so you, you can just say that you will cast only one spell with Teclis and you can auto-cast this breach. So even even Seraphons can't can stop you, yeah? So t sure. just pause for a second. L let's assume that no one has seen the Teclis War Scroll. Um, okay. so, so when someone says that no one can stop you, what do you mean by that? So uh, uh, the yeah, Teclis has a, a lot of great abilities, but uh, uh, the first uh, of all, he at the start of the uh, hero phase, he can say if he can, he will cast uh, four spells, two spells, or just one spell. So if if he casts um, four spells, uh, uh, he casts uh, them on a ten. Yeah, without rolling dice. So you, you can just say that the spell goes off, off on a 10. So then if you cast two spells, you can cast them, them on a 12 also uh, without any dice rolls. And uh, if you cast one spell, uh, yeah, so you have auto cast and nobody can unbind you. So even Night Encounter, even Croak with plus four to unbind and stuff like this, they, they can't stop can't, can't stop you so so you don't roll a dice roll for anyone who's cast a spell in the past you normally roll 2d6 with techless you don't do that so if i roll two spells three spells oh. or four spells it's a flat cast of 12 or a flat cast of 10 my opponent can still attempt to cast so to, to unbind, unbind but yeah. it's very hard at a 12 or a 10 it's hard but when you cast one spell, so Teclas for forfeits the three other spells, it's an auto cast, can't do anything about it. So if there's that really important spell you need to go off, Teclas is just straight through the gates. Yeah. So then uh, uh, you have, because you're in, in the cities of Sigmar, you have empowered spells. So your, your bridge have 24-inch range for, for, for the next part of the bridge. And uh, then in this list, you have um, uh, 60 free guild crossbowmen with, they, they also have uh, range 24, yeah? And you, you have free guild general to buff them. So uh, it, uh, what, what does it mean? So if uh, you, can, you can hit enemy everywhere, everywhere on the battlefield with these ranges. So it, it's very, very uh, difficult and uh, uh, on some mission, missions, it's impossible to, to hide from your sh uh, sh shooting, yeah? So it's it's uh, the main idea of this list. And I, I think it's it's a good example of what Settlers Game uh, does, yeah? Because uh, you you uh, you have techless from uh, Lumineth, yeah? And you have empowered spells and uh, crossbowmen's uh, from cities, yeah? And uh, if if we look at this book separate, so Teclis, uh, so Illuminate, they have no empowered spells and they have no such massive shooting. Yeah, so the 60 uh, crossbowmen's, so it's 120, 22 shots. Yeah, uh, so Luminate, they have some quality shooting. Yeah, uh, definitely, but they they have no uh, some such, such massive shooting. Yeah. The, they, don't have the volume, they don't have the volume. So Lumineth yeah. shooting is Lumineth shooting is known to be really good at taking out heroes. 
Um, they do mortal wounds on a six, and normally you roll enough dice that can probably take down a five or a six wound hero. It's not going to delete a unit, but it's good for taking out those support heroes. Yeah, and if you need so some, for example, 50 wounds into a six-up safe, you, you can't do it with Luminate, yeah? But you can definitely do it with this list. Yeah, from... Uh, yeah, from from that, so it, it's so y you can achieve this synergy only in this army. In this army, so that's mm -hmm. why I think it's uh, it, it it may works. <laughs> and I, I have some tests with this list. Just to go back a step, because for people who don't know the combination here, so I just want to I just want to really plan it out for everybody. Techless auto casts the bridge. Now, outside of Cities of Sigma. What happens is you set up a you set up one of the bridge model. It's two models. You set up one bridge that has to and it has to be I think within six inches or nine inches of the, the, the uh, uh, of you, the wizard right. The wizard casts it. It has to be within six or twelve or whatever it is. Normally, then the second bridge is is wholly within twelve inches of that first bridge. And then what happens is you teleport a unit that is within six inches of the first bridge and deploy it within six, six inches of the second bridge. So you can move probably, what, 18, 20-odd inches. When it's in Cities of Sigma, the gap between bridge one and bridge two is 24 inches. So all of a sudden, you're able to pick up, and, and you're not just teleporting one unit. You can teleport anything with that's wholly within six inches of that spell port, of the, of the bridge. So if you need that free guild general, and this is where, like in in other cities of Sigma armies, you usually take like the uh, the Iron Drakes with the um, the Warden King and maybe a Rune Lord. They all kind of like come together in a single bubble, and then one of the cool rules that the free guild crossbowmen um, I can't remember if they still got it how how it works, but um, often when you set up a model with the teleport, it doesn't count as a move. So it counts as a setup. So sometimes units will give you an ability like you get plus one attack or plus one damage or plus one to hit if it doesn't move. And technically when you use bridge, it's a setup, not move. So you gain the ability. This is where Iron Drakes become really powerful. But in this case, your free guild crossbowman, especially with the free guild general, which gives you plus one to hit and plus one to wound from its command ability, really brings down um and just like they're just like and that's where i think it was um learn trade play said it can be like a, a, a so many attacks and hitting on really good numbers yeah yeah of course they, they have no rent right but uh, if if you have lots of dice so you you, you can do some damage even even uh even they have good save yeah, and just to, just to answer Autumn, Autumn's question, Autumn asked, and it's a really good question. It was a, it was a conversation we had before we went online. Is does Techless know the um the the spell lore of Settlers Gain? The answer is no. no. Also, Techless doesn't know the Lumineth spell lore. So when he is in Lumineth Realm Lords, he gets to know all the spell lore. Outside of it, no. So he he doesn't bring in the Lumineth spell lore into cities. It's only when Techless is within Lumineth. So just to add some additional confusion, um, 
But again, getting guaranteed casts or casting on 12 or casting on 10, you've got so much consistency in the magic that 660 is a pretty fair trade-off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, if we start to speak about Teclis, uh, we, we can add what, what else he, he brings to, to this list. Uh, I think, um, uh, so Bridge is, 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 is not enough, yeah? He also can uh, cast his own Worst Cross spell, which is Protection of Teclis. And it's five up uh, after save, yeah, five five up DPA, and uh, hold within eighteen of Teclis. And it, you have Teclis has really big base, so you have really huge bubble of damage prevention, and so your army is is much more resilient. And this. Um, so when you use battalion with luminarch, yeah, you have uh, quite small bubble, and and here you have, you have great bubble, and there is no degradation of this bubble. And additionally, if what, what Philip taught me before we went on on stream, because I didn't realize this the combination existed, is that normally with something like protection of Teclas, it would be keyworded to luminous realm lords, but you actually look at the spell; it's just friendly units. So all of a sudden because he's in Cities of Sigma and it's not keyword dependent, everything is uh, friendly. And um, I thought that was a really good pickup. That was a really good pickup. Yeah. The, the next important thing, so we, we, we have already discussed uh, this city commentability. Yeah. You, you can, for one, one CP, you can uh, give Battlestruck immunity to whole free guild units in your army. So in this army, you have some <laughs> free guild units. So and you have this big bubble of uh, Battleshock immunity, so, and you, you have additional CP for it just in case. So it and it, it may uh, it, it also may help you. And I think the third very important thing of Teclis is protection of Selenar. This uh, this aura is also works for all friendly units. So and. Uh, this aura is basically four up uh, prevention against uh, enemy spells or endless spells. And uh, the, the most important thing that you not just you, you, so it, when when enemy pick uh, your uh, unit for some bad spell, <laughs> you can just roll uh, dice it, uh, on four up. You you can ignore this spell, and also you can uh, you can give D three damage to enemy unit within eighteen of your unit. So and uh, in some cases, uh, it may be very dangerous to, to attack your army using magic. So I, I tested this army against lizards. And uh, uh, so after some one uh, successful hero phase, Slan was nearly dead because, <laughs> because of these different mortals into him. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, so in it, you, you uh, it's, 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 it's very, very important, uh, ability of Teclis. And yeah, it, it's also works, yeah. uh, works here really well. The, the big call out here before we move into the law seeker is that the, the keywords we're talking about here and why Teclis works. And I know for some people, you might not be thinking about Teclis in your list, 
But the cool thing is from Tekla's point of view is it's not keyworded to Lumineth. So, you know, if you really want to make the most of the combination between City, Stormcast and Lumineth, look for the things that affect order, look for the things that affect friendly, not necessarily specifics to keywords because that will just restrict your options. So Tekla's is a really good choice here. Um, and I can see the, how the combination really works quite well. But um, the law seeker, um, and and to, to the question of learn, trade, play, can you be your own adjut uh, adjutant? No, you've got to pick someone else. You've, you can't you can't be an adjutant yourself. Um, and this is where the law seeker um, or another hero, I know in my armies I'll pick like a battle mage on foot or something, can be generating additional command points if you're within six of your general. Yeah, and b before we, we go to, to the lore seeker, I think the, the last thing about Teclis, you, you still can cast your Searing Quite Light. Yeah, you, you still can uh, provide some mortal wounds for each enemy unit within 18. Yeah, and if if we discuss uh, so some options, yeah, because so th there, is, there is just example of the list. Yeah, you, you can just uh, uh, choose uh, Umbral spell portals in this city, and because it's empowered spell portals, you can't put uh, them anywhere on the battlefield, and yeah. so nobody can avoid Teclis's spell in this case. And by the way, I just want to clarify that I made the mistake here. Um, we have the Free Guild General and the Law Seeker both being adjutants. That's oh. just a mistake. So that, that yeah, that's yeah, just a mistake. It's... That's that's a mistake on us guys. That's um. That yeah, is... yeah, it is just misprint. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, uh, Frigil General is general, <laughs> not, yes. and, not and, adjutant. And the law seeker is the adjutant. So um, the Frigil General is good. It's like a fight. It's it's just you know five wound generic hero um, gives you plus one to hit, plus one to wound command ability for three free guild units, and it's nothing special. It's like a hundred point hero. But I guess the benefit is, one, he's going to be able to do the adjutant role. Two, he's going to be able to really supercharge those crossbowmen. Um, and you can bring those free guild guard. And then if you try to do a wound or a mortal wound to the free guild general, on a four plus, you can palm that wound or mortal wound off to the 10 free guild guard, so long as they're within three or five or six inches of it. Yeah, I think we instead of this city role for for free guild general, we can say that it it, it must be common trait here. So and basically he as a general he has common trait which also gives him another one for up uh, role for additional common points. So he's strategic mastermind. So yeah, uh, so that's why you have two two uh, sources for additional common points here. Yeah, and and you're obviously wanting that for the plus one to hit, plus one to wound, the Battleshock immunity. Um, talk to me about this Law Seeker because people may not have watched my Lumineth shows and they've probably heard the internet talking about the Law Seeker and how powerful a Law Seeker is. What is the Law Seeker bringing to your army and why is it one of your Lumineth choices? Uh, yeah, uh, right. Uh, Law Seeker is also unique hero uh which have has really unique abilities and they are in in his worst scroll so you can uh you can take him outside uh lumina lord's book and 
he still will be very, very useful. So I, I think, yeah, the, the main, his main ability is loan agent. Yeah, you, you, first of all, you can add one to safe roles for attacks that target this model if it, it, it's more than nine from any friendly models. So it's not bad. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. He's uh, four up with this plus one to save, it will be three up. And then if he is in cover, it will be two up. So yeah, it's quite, quite tanky hero. Uh, but uh, the most important, in addition, instead of setting up this model on the battlefield, you can place it to one side and say that it's set up as a lone agent reserve unit. If you do so at the start of the first battle round before determining who has the first turn, you must set up this model on the battlefield anywhere that is more than three inches from an enemy units, just three inches, yeah? Not nine, just three inches, yeah? It's very, very close. Uh, uh, from any, uh, yeah, not in your territory. If you set up this model within six of an objective that has no enemy units within six of it, you gain control of that objective and your opponent can't gain control of it while this model is within six of it. Yeah, so you're, he, he can't gain control uh, before he he kill <laughs> he kills your your law seeker. Yeah, and it's it's on some missions it's very very powerful ability, and you can use him. So there are I, I think there are three main reasons to use a law seeker here. On some missions, yeah, you can use this lone agent. You can put him in. Uh, uh, in uh, cover near some objective. He will have two up DPA. Maybe he will in aura of uh, protection of techless. So it will be two up uh, with uh, five up after safe. Uh, it's the first, yeah. The second, uh, you can use uh, this unit just like a screen to help to screen your um, techless and or your um, uh, free guild units before combat starts. Yeah, uh, and in some in some matchups it may be very useful. So finally, uh, if you have no reason to do it, you can just place uh, uh, him near your leader and just uh, farm some common points uh, using as a adjutant. Yeah, you don't have to if your if your hero is the adjutant, you don't have to keep them within six inches of the hero. It's just if you are within that range, you get the ability. So three, it yeah. does yeah, it's yeah, within three, sorry, not within six. Um so the benefit of the law seeker is going to be the fact that um you can play it offensive or defensive. If there's an objective, let's say, for example, focal points where there's an objective in the middle of the table, you could drop that this, this hero immediately on the objective, and the only way that your opponent can score the objective is if they kill the law seeker. So you're going to force your opponent to focus on this hero as opposed to maybe techless or something else that's important. Alternatively, if there are certain objectives on the side or if there are maybe, uh, you know, someone hasn't screened properly, you could be super aggressive and put this law seeker within three inches. A prime example is um, uh, the Ossiak Bone Reapers. Their catapult can't shoot if there's a model within six inches of it. So if you find a space and you can get within six inches because you can deploy within three, 
you could stop the uh, you could sc- stop their catapult from shooting. So there's little nuances like that that gives you this ultimate utility of either being offensive, defensive, scoring an objective, or denying your opponent from scoring an objective because they can't claim the objective while the law seeker is within six. A mega gargant, a mega gargant could be in range of the objective, but the law seeker got there first. I I don't score until I kill the hero. Yeah, and uh, also you can tag enemy units in enemy deployment. Yeah, so to to distract him. Uh, and at the end of the day, he has quite good uh, for 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 small foot hero. Yeah, uh, hero on foot. He he has quite good. Uh, a profile yeah he can shoot mm. he can fight and yeah he, he can do yeah, some ran, ran two hits on threes or hits on twos four attacks two attacks if it kills a model it's a wizard as well so it has a spell so you could be a two up if you're in cover it's a two up armor save and then you could put mystic shield on as well so yeah. then you're re-rolling it's one so choice. yeah you know six wounds as well it's a pretty tanky um, it's a pretty tanky model, and if nothing more, you're focusing your opponent to to kill the law seeker, where that damage could be going into your crossbowman or into um, reducing the effectiveness of techless. So, yep. K knight shadows. We've already talked. Like, we, we've we've talked about the crossbowmen. They just like they're there to do damage. Um, the free guild guard, they're mostly there for retaining objectives and for being the uh, the honored retinue. I, yeah, they yeah, don't add a lot. They don't add a lot. Yeah. yeah, they don't add a lot to the table. Um, the sword and shield gives you plus one to your save. Um, you can get spears that have a two-inch range. I don't like spears. Halberd has rend one, but I would rather the plus one armor save as opposed to like rend one. They're not there to do damage. Um, but you've got Knot Shadow Stalkers. You brought them in from Daughters of Cain. They're super cheap. For 100 points, they are incredibly cheap. But you're not taking them for cheap bodies. You're taking them for something else. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, in, in such lists, when, when you have some Death Star, yeah, with the pre-guild crossbowmen on, on, on the bridge, you need some independent sources to control, to board control, to steal objectives. To screen and shadow stalkers are great unit. Yeah, they they can for for, for such uh, uh, such utility. Yeah, they they can teleport each turn instead of movement. So you can place them uh, in, anywhere on the battlefield, uh, more than nine from enemy unit. And they have minus one to hit in combat. So uh, it, if if they also have protection of techless, they they can be some good good defensive unit uh so yeah they 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 can distract uh, enemy uh units so uh, in, in such lists i think uh these two units and lore seeker it's two it's three important uh you know independent pieces to to control bird so that's why i i, I love these units and i i think it's also a good example of synergies from different armies because Actually, in this list, we have eight units, but just four units from cities. Yeah, two units from uh, Lumineth and two allied units. So there, there is just um, so less less than eight hundred uh, points of cities. <laughs> yeah, 
A couple of other things I'd call out with the uh, the Knot Shadow Stalkers, um, despite it being nine models, it's actually 11, 12 wounds because well, the hero yeah. the the hero in the unit actually has three wounds, so it's a twelve wound unit that's costing you hundred points. The other rule that I love is the rule called Shadow Leap. And what it does is normally with units like um, Shadow Warriors, like um, the the Canary, you know, certain certain units, they often come in from reserve and they've got to come in before round four. With your Canine Shadow, and, and once they're down on the table, they're down on the table. They can't come off again unless they die. With the Canine Shadow Stalkers, you deploy them on the table. So they're good to like hold an objective, maybe be a screen, whatever it might be. But then in their movement phase, they don't have to move. Instead, they can teleport anywhere on the board as long as it's within out, outside of nine inches from an enemy. And you can do that every movement phase. So as the, the game is changing and you need models in a certain area, often with my my um, my Canary or with my um, my Shadow Warriors, I keep them until round three or round four so I can at least kind of deploy them in the best spot that I could possibly deploy them. With Knot Shadow Stalkers, I can do that every turn. And for me, that is such a valuable, valuable ability. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, the, the last thing about this list, uh, we have uh, 50 points for Triumph here. Uh yeah, of course, there are there is some room for some um, changes in this list. You can put some additional endless spell, for example, if you wish. But I, I think Triumph is so good for this army because if you can reroll wound rolls or hit rolls, it's great for your shooting. And if, if you have reroll safe rolls, and it's great for your luminate heroes. Yeah, you can reroll safe rolls for techless, and uh, it's great. It's uh, and you also can reroll safe rolls for uh, Lore Seeker. So to up rerollable safe, it's, it's great in some cases. So th that's why I choose Triumph here. And, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I mentioned earlier that this list is, you know, you can tailor it yourself, you know, a couple of ideas if I was going to manipulate this list is if I didn't want to bring in Knot Shadow Stalkers, I could bring in Shadow Warriors or Canary in a similar role. If I wanted more magical supremacy, but I didn't want to take techless, I could bring the Hurricanum, the Luminarch, the Battalion. Um, if I wanted more consistency, maybe I'm taking the Sorceress on foot with some some dread dread uh, dread spears to stabby stabby for plus two. Um, like, there's so many different ways. If you don't want to take Crossbowmen, you could go the traditional Iron Drakes with the Bridge with the Warden King that probably Tempest Eye uses a lot. You can also choose Hand Gunners for their mm -hmm. ability and for rent. It, it also works great. And yeah, if we speak about Battalion, I think it, it's interesting to say that Teclis is about 700 points and Battalion, whole Battalion with all units, it's also about 700 points. Mm -hmm. So you, you can choose between these two options. Yeah. yeah. So like if, if you want to bring in, you know, your own flavor, like you don't have to take the law seeker, you know, maybe you want to take in Severeth the Fox and, you know, instead of, instead of deploying in the middle of the board, you can, you know, use that real, real crazy speed of Severeth to be moving around the table. So 
I think the, you know, and we have it, we didn't even bring any Stormcast in. Um, you know, bring yourself a Knight of Xeros to reroll once to hit from yeah, um, great for, for the for, Crossbowman, right? For Crossbowman, it's great. Yeah, such a great ability. You could you could get the Knight in Cantor with the Everblaze Comet. Like, there's just so many different options you could tap into. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, we, we didn't mention the Techless can often bind once uh, one enemy spell. Yeah. Uh, each turn, and <laughs> if you add encounter in this army, you can completely shut off <laughs> enemy magic <laughs> in some <laughs> turn. Yeah, because the, 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 it is a hundred points. The Everblaze Comet, but uh, and and obviously the Nine Encantor has that once per game um, auto dispel as well. So I guess the point here is that we're just kind of showing you a different ways that you could manipulate the list that Philip just showed us. But in your style, get yourself a Phoenix, get yourself Phoenix Guard, get yourself Iron Drakes, get yourself Handgunners. Like there's just so many options. Build it to your taste. Yeah. And I think we, we just, uh, yeah, uh, it's important to say that I think the one, uh, yeah, th this list has great shooting. This list has great magic uh, and magic defense. I think this list, this first list, has only one really big issue. So it's uh, it, this list has really big problems with good alpha shooting armies like uh, uh, like uh, uh, like Kale, for example. Yeah? yeah. So yeah, because they just can kill techless before you use your um, protection of techless, uh, or they can just kill. Uh, a lo lots of uh, crossbowmans, yeah. So, uh, so this this particular type of list, it's, it's difficult to deal uh, with. But uh, if if you think that you will play with Ko or with other alpha shooting lists, so then you can go to the list number two. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I was I was going to say like one of the big weaknesses here is that you have no battalion, so you are very high drops, and you know, Iron Jaws or Beast Claw Raiders or Sons of Behemoth or Carriage and Overlords, someone who can reach you in turn one. Um, and if I'm lower drops, they could get to you before you get the, the Tekla spells off, before you can get the bridge off. So you are open to that kind of hit. But um, that's where maybe you use the K Knight Shadow Stalkers to create uh, a bubble. Uh, and that's maybe where the handgunners then become better because they shoot. Um, if you end a charge within three inches of a handgunner, they shoot before combat starts. So, uh, you know, maybe that's one tweak is you have one unit of crossbowmen, one unit of handgunners. Yeah, yeah. You, you still have some tricks here. Yeah, you can use uh, Shadow Stalkers and Lore Seeker and uh, Free Guild Guard to, to create some, some space. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we're just kind of proving that, you know, there is multiple ways to build this list. Um, but speaking of the second list, you said that, you know, if you are playing something and you need a little bit more durability, let's look at list two. List two is still Settler's Gain, still set in Hish, but we have no Teclas, which means we have points to spend. And the way we've spent the points is we have an anointed on foot, not on a phoenix, on foot. It is the general, it has strategic mastermind, and it has the uh, Sire True Blade. We have a battle mage. The battle mage comes from the realm of Hish um, with the, 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 the shield of light and is the uh, judent along with the artifact of the silver plate wand. We also have 
uh, is that the twins? No, who's no. that? Eleanor. Who's Eleanor Warden is, of the Metricon? Is a na- named uh, uh, hero with uh, with Mount from Luminet. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen na- that na- scroll. Named Vanaria Lot Lot Regent. Yeah, it, it's quite. Oh rare. yes, of course. Yes, of course. I have it. Yes, there it is. Ah, uh, it's the named uh, uh, Lord Regent. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I'm interested to hear what you talk about with the with that. Um, yes. Cool. Um, you Usain Bolt. I'm looking at what Autumn's saying. Yeah, it's the it's the named Lord Regent. Cool. Curious to see what you do with it because I've I've never seen people talk about that. I always go. <laughs> yeah. They always they always go. They always go the unnamed versions. So they could customize it. But you've also got thirty Phoenix Guard. 30 Phoenix Guards. You've got two units of 30 Phoenix Guard because you're a filthy, filthy, filthy man. You've also got 10 free free guild guard with swords and shield. They are also the honored retinue. You've got 20 of the Sentinels. You have t- uh, nine Shadow Stalkers. Um, and you've also got yourself a Hurricanum. So there's no Battle Mage on the Hurricanum. This is a Hurricanum, not a hero Hurricanum. Also bring yourself Geminids. Uh, and that's coming in exactly at 2K on the nose. So this is a very different list. We talk about su- su- survivability and durability. One unit of Phoenix Guard is tough. I know when I played Hallow Heart, it was very rare that I lost my 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 unit of 30 Hallow, uh, Phoenix Guard, and you got two of them. Um, as Davis has said in the chat, that's a whole lot of Phoenix Guard. <laughs> Talk to me about this list because I like it. I love running the Anointed with the Phoenix Guard, but you're going to tell me why as well. Yeah, uh, so I, I think one one of the main reasons for for this list, uh, this show, is to uh, my my goal is to show you a variety of lists with Setters game. Yeah, it's completely different list. Yeah, it's not about shooting, but it's about resilience and it's about some really combat damage. Yeah, and uh, and finally, it, 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 it's list which is very comfortable to play because you have uh, some Battleshock community here, you have lots of common points here, and you have some backups here. And l- let me show how it works. Yeah, but uh, before before you before you before you do that, comfortable for you, not comfortable for your opponent. When your opponent <laughs> when your opponent sees two units of Phoenix Guard at thirty models, they're gonna cry. But please now tell me about um, about the combinations. Yeah. Uh, so the core uh, uh, is anointed, of course, with uh, two bricks of Phoenix Guards, and uh, they uh, they have they both hammer and anvil. Yeah. So they have four up safe and four up DPI. Debate and they are Battleshock immune with your anointed, so it's very very tough unit. But also they have uh, a lot of damage in combat because uh, you can say that they they have two each range, so uh, and 25 mils base, so all unit can hit. Uh, so it's 61 attack and basic first you can say that it's 61 three up three up, but earned one, but. Uh, you have here Celestial Hurricaneum, so you can do it two up, three up. And then you can cho- spend one CP to get reroll all wound rolls and one CP to reroll once to hit. 
And in this case, it will be two up rolling once and three up rolling everything, rend one. So 61 attack. And so pause, 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 pause. So Phoenix Guard base war scroll is two attacks each, hitting on threes, wounding on threes. Hurricanum gives you plus one to hit. Yep. The the anointed command ability allows you to re-roll wound rolls. Not of yep. one, all you can re-roll all uh, wound rolls. So this is where I just wanted to call that out because if someone looked at the Phoenix Guard, they're like, how are you hitting on twos and re-rolling? Like, where is this all coming from? It's the combination between the Anointed and the Phoenix Guard. In addition, the Hurricanum brings it down to a two. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this synergy because, yeah, they, they can do really, really strong damage. And um, so... Consistent. Then, it's consistent yeah, damage because you're, you're doing a high volume of attacks with a very low profile, and with Rend 1, there's a really good chance you're going to break through even the toughest armor. Yeah. So then, uh, the question is how you can get so many common points to reroll everything. So, And I have answer for, for it. So you have, so first of all, uh, they, uh, where they near anointed, they immune to Battleshock. So you don't have to spend your CPs for Battleshock. Then second, you have uh, common trait strategic mastermind. So you roll four up each uh, at the start of each hero phase to get some additional common point. Then uh, you have uh, your adjutant. So you roll four up again for additional common points. And finally, uh, this uh, Lariel, uh, this this warden of Imetrica, this hero, he provides you common point on two up. So you roll four up, four up, and two up. Uh, each and the start of each hero phase. So you have some common points back up here. Yeah, and you know, common points. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was just, I was just reading. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, the voice of Tyrion, which is off the um, the 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 Warden of Eumetrica, right? So, if Teclas is not in the army, so if Teclas is not in the army. On a two plus, you get a command point. So this wouldn't work in the other list because Teclas was on the list. But when we remove Teclas and we bring in this Warden of Eumetrica, on a two plus, you're bringing in a command point. Um, you're doing mortal wounds on a, on a wound roll of six. Um, you're subtracting one to hit um, against this model and you get plus one to cast your uh, greater protection of Hish. Yeah, Although that is, key, that, yeah, that's key worded to Lumineth. So that's not, that's, that's not bad. Okay, I, I see I see what you're doing here. I would not have thought about looking at this model. Um, that certainly has not been a, a high on my priority list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so in, in uh, uh, LRL fraction, fraction you, you don't, usually you don't need this hero because you have your shrine for free comment abilities. So you don't need these additional common points. But in this list, uh, you have very tasty comment abilities. So uh, you need these common points. And that's why I think he, he can works, work here. Uh, cool. So uh, then, it, it was about damage from Phoenix Guards. Uh, we also can add some resilience here, because Battle Mage uh, can cast Protection of Hish with plus one. So, and also 
he has an artifact for additional casts. So he can cast two spells. Uh, it's an artifact. For, it's I, I believe it's the best artifact from from this city. So you can cast two spells with plus one, and you can pass, cast, for example, protection of Hish, and then you can cast Geminids for additional minus one to hit or minus one attack. And so it's very difficult to 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 destroy your Phoenix guards here. So it's, yeah. so it's the battle about, so the battle mage spell is minus one to hit uh, on yeah. one unit. So yeah. Um, so you could either have two of them, whether it's Geminids and the and the spell, or you could combine it for a minus two to hit. Um, or I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here. With the with the Knight Shadow Stalkers getting minus one to hit in combat, that could be a minus three when you when you're handling that. That's um, yeah. that's Gloom Spike Git numbers. Yeah, you you can cast it on on Shadow Stalkers, and they they will teleport. And uh, yeah, and <laughs> do some some work, some job. Yeah, uh, so it's about Phoenix Guards, but we have also other important pieces here. So you can get such Phoenix Guards, for example, in Hammer Hall or in Tempest Eye. So it's nothing unique here for, for this city, uh, except of this uh, guy with two up uh, common points. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, but also you have uh, here, not only hammer and un anvil, you, you have also some, you know, surgery instruments for destroying enemy heroes. Yeah, you have, uh, I am speaking about 20 sentinels. So, uh, yeah, we, we can remind that they can shoot uh, 30 inches. They can move six and shoot 30, so it's really long range. They can ignore line of sight. Yeah, it's one of the most important things about these guys. And also, they only have one attack each, so and leader has has no attacks, so it's just nineteen attacks. But each six, but it's thirty inch range, and each six yeah. to hit is uh, a mortal wound. And if you cast their own spell, which is power of Hish, so it's a five up mortal wound. So if you have nineteen attacks with five up mortal wounds, your average is six mortal wounds, yeah, six mortals. And it's exactly uh, what you need to kill some small support hero, yeah? So you, you can destroy enemy synergies with this unit. And, but the, the mo you, usually you have some problems uh, with, uh, uh, with casting, you, you may have some problems with casting this spell uh, outside uh, Lumineth's builds, yeah? Because they have no pluses to cast. So you, mm -hmm. uh, Casting value of six, you can fail, but uh, you can back up here <laughs> because uh, if they fail, so then uh, this warden of Emetrica, this named hero, he can cast for them this spell with plus one. So basically, you you have your reroll with plus one to, to cast this spell, and it 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 it's quite consistent. I love it. And one thing I wanted to talk about with this uh, Warden of Eumetrica that I really liked was the Demon Blade, that the weapon that's on him. Um, and it does a flat three damage instead of D3 on the Demon Blade. And the Demon Blade is both a missile weapon and a combat weapon. So with so much chaos in the meta, um, that's a cheeky little addition as well as the the, the magic the consistency to the the sentinels that I really liked. Um, 
And if you don't want Sentinels, you could flip them out to be, oh, well, no, actually, no, ignore what I was about to say there. But, um, yeah, there's some really cool things coming out of that. And I like the the fallback for the Sentinels by having the greater power of Hish off the Warden of Eumetrica. So, um, and just doing straight mortal wounds, or you've got the sheer weight of dice coming from the Phoenix Guard with Rend 1. So you've got tools, you know, you, you're fighting yeah. up against night, you fight night haunt. Cool. Let's use, or oh, actually, well, I mean, even, even actually both of them would work really well. But if there's an army that you really need to need mortal wounds, you got your sentinels to handle. For example, IDK. Uh, yeah. You need some mortal wounds against these defense fields. Yeah. And you, so yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you get this point. Yeah. You have some massive damage rend one and you have some uh, mortal wound shooting to, to destroy some important pieces of enemy armies. And uh, we, we also may remember that uh, Celestial Hurricanum itself, yeah? Uh, I, was, I, was gonna make I was gonna make sure we didn't forget about that. Yeah, so it provides plus one to hit, not only for um, Phoenix Guards, but for all your units, for Sentinels too, because the, they, the... they gain Cities of Sigmar Keyword, yeah? And yes. also, it provides you some uh, mortal wounds for enemy units within 18. And also he provides you plus one, additional plus one for your battle mage. So if your battle mage is near your celestial hurricane, casts two spells with plus two each. So for, for example, Geminids and protection of Kish. Yeah. And it's, it's quite consistent. And it's, so you have some spells, you have some mortal wounds and you have some combat output. Uh, and yeah, so you have different different tools. I think it's very, very very important. And also, if I speak about Battle Mage, you also have some spell from from this book, uh, which is Shield of Light. I, I don't think that it's your main spell, but sometimes if if you have free uh, free time <laughs> for it, you can cast this spell, and it's just six up uh, after save. So you can uh, you can cast it for your Hurricane, for example, or for your uh, sentinels to, to provide them additional resilience. Just just to call out that the artifact, the silver plate wand, is allowing the um, the battle mage to cast two spells. So the battle mage normally only casts one spell, um, but with that artifact, it gives them an additional spell cast, which is where the double cast from the the spell law for settlers game isn't that great. Like illuminates okay. But it's only got a short distance of twelve inches, so yeah, it's very, very situ super situational. And drain magic is not bad. Again, it's a twelve incher, but you know, subtracting two to the casting, dispelling, and unbinding um, for an opponent could be could be interesting. But again, it's twelve inches, so you probably is not really there's not really a wizard like a super durable wizard that I'd want. It within 12, you know, everything that Teclas is doing is quite far away. Um, and even if I was using like the Umbral Spell Portal, I'm not putting Drain Magic through it. Yeah. And yeah, normally this is one one cast hero with no bonuses, but in this city it's two cast hero with uh, plus two to cast. So for 110 points, I think it's yeah quite a good tool. Uh, yeah, and I think the... Uh, the next important thing about this list is about heroes. Uh, if you look at this uh, list list of heroes first time, you may think that you can quite uh, 
only small heroes will uh, not not too many wounds yeah and uh, y you can think that it, it's easy to kill uh, these heroes and destroy uh, this uh, this army but uh, uh, some of them are surprisingly tough so first of all anointed so he has for up safe he has of course lookouts here against shooting and he has for up after safe and also he has his honor treachery yeah so and so for example if you go with the uh, you know 12 mortal wounds for him for, for this small hero yeah so six of them to honor treachery and uh, three of them are for his damage prevention it's so three just three wounds so he he's still uh, on the battlefield so it's it's quite difficult to kill this guy and uh, then if we speak about uh, this warden of Emetrica, yeah, this named hero, he has naturally minus one to hit, and he also has lookout, yeah, because small hero. Yeah, so if you if you want to kill him, so it's you're welcome, so minus two to hit in shooting, yeah, minus two to hit, yeah, and three up safe, yeah, and in cover two up safe. Uh, so yeah, it you you, you need some <laughs> some some good good damage to, to destroy all these heroes. And I want to add one more thing about the anointed that we haven't spoken about, because in my hollow heart, this was an underrated ability. And that is the blessing of the earth Phoenix. And what that allows you to do is that the anointed, even though the anointed is not a wizard, it allows you to dispel an endless spell and unbind an endless spell, sorry, an endless spell as well. Now, what, what makes that powerful is I can do that because normally when you want to unbind an endless spell, you want to get rid of it off the table, um, you would have to do that at the start of the hero phase. With the with this, I could dispel or get rid of an endless spell. I could, um, I could yeah, dispel it. Uh, let's say Geminids is on the table and I want to recast Geminids somewhere else. Or maybe let's say I move, I, I, I got given second, I move Predatory's endless spell for Geminids. I could use my my anointed to get rid of Geminids in my turn and then recast it with the Battle Mage. And being the Battle Mage being a double caster, it could still use the um the the Hish spell and recast Geminids. Without that, I'd be trading off one of my spell casts. So um it sounds situational, but it really allows you to make the most of those Geminids. Um or it could get rid of an endless spell that's been annoying you and still keep your casting potential. Yeah, yeah, a good point. It's this free unbind. Yeah, sometimes it's very, very useful. Yeah, I mean, if and you really the... wanted, if, if you really wanted that, you would go the Rune Lord, who gets plus two to the two to that. But like, it's a free ability, you know. In addition to the Battle Shock immunity, in addition to you know, just the, the four-up damage prevention. Like, the Anointed is just such good value for 100. It's a super durable five-wound hero. Yeah, yeah. And it's difficult for your opponent to keep in mind all these options, yeah? Uh, yeah, uh, you, you can... Uh, if you want to go to, to, to strong heroes, you can sacrifice maybe uh, some uh, units, for example, uh, Celestial Hurricaneum. And uh, in this case, you can go to Anointed on... On Frostheart, and in this case, you you can add 
So minus one to hit and minus one to wound from anointed. Also may maybe work. You know, like, and again, you know, very similar to the last list, there's so many things you could do to reduce or manipulate this list. Um, some people might say a unit of 30 Phoenix Guard is overkill. You do get you do get the discount for getting to 30. Um, but, you know, in, in my experience, even a unit of 20 is super durable. Um, you might get yourself the Emerald Life Swarm, and that can bring up to D6 of those Phoenix Guard back. So you're always keeping them alive. And for 40 points, the Emerald Life Swarm is just great. Um, you know, again, you know, depending on kind of where you want to build, there's just so many options from the different armies, whether it's, again, Sethereth, you know, the Celestine Prime, bringing in other allies. There's just like so much list tech, but it's interesting to see how you've kind of built two different builds, whether it's either focus on techless or not techless. We didn't even bring a Cathalar in. You know, a yeah. Cathalar would be a Cathalar would be awesome for that second list with the Phoenix Guard. Because then you're shutting down your opponent as you've got this super durable force moving up. Yeah, and uh, you can use empowered spell portals for Cathalar and in some matchups it's it's really game changer. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's there's one of the problems, right? In Lumineth, they don't get empowered endless spells. Yeah. So the range of the Umbral spell portal is not that good. But in cities, with the Cathalar. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, maybe you, if you if you uh, if you uh, yeah if you need some strong magic and if you wish to invest in in Cathalar, you can also bring. Uh, this uh, Hishan Twin Stones to get some pluses to cast. Uh, yeah, Hishan Twin Stone. It's 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 endless spell which gives plus plus bonuses to cast for uh, for luminous units. But it's important that you can add these bonuses using spells from other friendly unit friendly uh, casters. Yeah. So it, 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 yeah, it, you you have so many options here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cover it, all all of them in, in in one show. Like if you like if you think about just cities, Stormcast and Lumineth, who would all gain the keywords of Settlers Gain and Cities, you've got about hundred and eighty, almost two hundred unit choices. Probably you probably a fair whack, and then your allies, right? Oh, actually no, Storm, Lumineth's not that large, but you probably you probably hundred and fifty unit units to choose from. And there's probably combinations within, you know, the Knight in Cantor. Um, you know, even the Hereldor would come in really nicely. You know, if you wanted to go down the magic route, you've got Evocators, you've got um, uh, you've got more magic from your, what's it called, those? Duardians uh, may be great also. Uh, yeah. Because they have, usually they have very good save, like three up, yeah? And if you have three up and then five up, we have really, really <laughs> resilient army. Another, another good point as well. Like the, I was talking about this with the, my Lumineth shows. Is the Sanctum, um, the Sanctum Endless Spell is really good, and it just it increases the base quite significantly as well. Um, there's just so many cool. I think the key, the key to this is to find a core and then build around it. You know, for me, being a, a free guild player. I wanted to build around the free guild keyword. So I thought about the Luminarch. I thought about the Battalion. I thought about having durable great swords, having durable free guild guard, 
and then all the synergies start coming together, whether it's the free guild general on foot, whether it's the crossbowmen, the handgunners, it all kind of comes about. In what yeah, you've done is you've 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 tapped, but you've tapped into the 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 the, the, the elves, right? So you you've gotten yourself the Phoenix Guard. Um, one of the challenges with your second list, when I when I bring it back up, is it might be it's probably it's other than the, the Shadow Stalkers, it's relatively slow. Um, so you might want to get yourself a Phoenix, like a, as you mentioned, either the Frost or the Flame, to give yourself some speed. Um, uh- yeah, uh, you have some additional speed here because this uh, mounted luminate hero he has 16 inch movement. So at the end of the day, you can go to some objective and and he he, he definitely kill some chaff units to to steal objectives. He he, he, yeah. he has some uh, some damage. Yeah, but the core of your force is is not that fast. I guess is the key. Is like, anyway, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, and, you it, know. One of the things that I love from from Stormcast, it's almost like an auto include, is Aether Wings. Like forty points, movement twelve, cheap objective scorers. Um, that could bring some speed and some versatility and some screening to your force. Yeah, and uh, they they bring you some additional value because if you have more drops so you can include more luminate units yeah you can you can if you if you had some birds you may probably can fit three luminate units and it it provides additional interesting choices and that's the challenge right is that when you have um, an eight eight unit selection you're only allowed to have two luminate when you go into 12 12 unit selections you've got three and i know when i was building you know even like my tempest eye because one in every four can be carriage and overlords. I'd always find my list is around 10 or 11 units. So by finding that 40 point Aether wing, it allows me to get to that 12, which then means that I can unlock that additional one in every four. So um, it's a really, it's a really good point. And um, as you mentioned earlier, the Lumineth and the Stormcast models are going to gain the Cities of Sigma keyword and they gain the Settler's Gain keyword. So the synergies just become off the charts um, because they gain those keywords in addition to what they've already got on their War Scroll. Yep. The choices are endless. I know I was looking at Sef- I was looking at Severeth. I-, I love the idea of having this super durable force, you know, based around the Luminarch and then Severeth, the, the flying speed, fox. That- yeah, and destroying. Yeah. Destroying people's terrain, uh, bouncing around, being annoying, uh, moving in my opponent's shooting phase. Definitely. Or you can go with. So if, if you if you speak about unique abilities, you can go with Severeth and uh, Celestant Prime, for example. Yeah, you have two <laughs> two heroes which which can be in any place, <laughs> anytime. So. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I actually built a list with the Prime and Severeth um, because I was going to call them like the greatest tag team since the Mega Powers um, because, that I mean, it's a bit hard. Like, it's hard to take the Prime outside of Hammer Hall. The yeah. Celestin Prime is great. It's a bit of a – it doesn't do as much damage as you think the Prime does, but in Hammer Hall you can, you know, double attack with her command point. But having the ability to drop down anywhere on the board, being able to re-roll one dice, being able to do a whole bunch of abilities, um, 
if you find that your army is slow or isn't able to get to certain certain like let's say knife to the heart sometimes it's really hard to get to that objective right at the back and if you're like phoenix out of like you know pushing forward they might not get to it in turn five that's where your shadow stalkers your shadow warriors your um canary or your life takers um something like the prime dropping down and um and challenging especially late game yep so many choices philip so many choices yeah it's amazing <laughs> and that's kind of what like learn train play said is like you know that's the reason that i love cities of sigma because you know it your list choices are going to be different between most people and there's just so many combinations. And if the meta shifts, right, you know, we've got Kragnos coming, we've got, uh, you know, like Kragnos, for example, cool, he might charge me and do a whole bunch of mortal wounds, but those Phoenix guys will just laugh. They're just like, lol. Yeah, and then you can shoot with your Sentinels and uh, with your uh, uh, Celestial Hurricane. Yeah. What have you what have you learnt with playing this army? Because it's an unusual one, you know, because it's not, as we've kind of talked about, it's not as shooty as Tempest Eye. It's not as combat focused as Hammer Hall. It's not magic focused as Hallow Heart. It's not war machine focused like Greywater Fastness. Like it doesn't have the movement shenanigans as Living City. Like it's a bit of a to me this feels like a utility army it's it's a, the jack of all trades master of none what have you found in your time playing with them oh good question i think uh, I, I, I think it's the um maybe the best choice the best choice if you want to improve your list building skills because you have uh, so you can imagine some some task, yeah, some some problem. For example, IDK, yeah, uh, or with yeah sh defense against shooting with good save, or maybe Zinch, yeah. And you can think how you can create uh, some solution for this problem using all these different tools. Yeah, and it, it may be a very interesting exercise. Of course, I, I can. This is not too powerful city, so that's it's difficult to create list which which can do anything. Yeah, but if, if you understand your meta, if you understand your main uh, main challenges at, at some tournament, you can you have all tools to create some some good answer for for these challenges. Yeah, and like you know, like I'm just look. I'm just re-looking at the artifacts, and I, I and. Just immediately, I've got two ideas. You know, if I look at the artifacts, there's one called Heartstone, which is when the model is slain for the first time on a four plus, it's not slain and it actually is healed, like it comes back to life. And the Fire Phoenix, for example, um, will come back to life automatically on a four plus, but the Frost Phoenix doesn't. That's for a way, and like the Frost Phoenix is super durable as it is. You could bring that back to life and then build a list around that. The um, problem is, sorry, that you you can't give this artifact to Phoenix uh, to Anointed because these. Oh, it's Collegiate Arcane. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My point. My point is, is that you you look at one of these things, you get an idea, and you can build around it. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I now look at this and I see it says uh, Collegiate Arcane, so it's your Hurricane and your Luminarch. Thanks for ruining my dreams. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man, Frost Phoenix coming back to life on a four. All right. uh, I, I but, hope that it will be FAQ that you can give this artifact also for free guild heroes because I don't know yeah. why you need run and charge for Caligator King heroes. It, it's very strange. But if you can give this run and charge artifact, for example, for free guild general on Griffin, it may be yeah. great. It, it is a bit weird, you know. There's a plus two to attack characteristics. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't. My mages don't need plus two to t plus two attacks. My my mage doesn't need to run and charge on a two plus. Um, although although there's also the freak the the battle mage on Griffin. So maybe maybe the Griffin, but I I'm not sure. For the same points cost, I would rather a Hurricanum or a Luminarch instead of the Battle Mage. There's almost no reason. There is one reason, I've, and, you know, talking to Matt Campbell in my community, um, we found some nice little combinations with the Battle Mage on Griffin in Tempest Eye. But outside of that, it's hard to justify that compared to a Hurricanum or a Luminarch. Oh, in Tempest Eye, I, I can guess that it's about kind of glory spell, yeah? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you're moving your, your your army forward. Yes, it's 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 around um, aura of glory, but outside because because obviously you you don't have the thermal rider cloak anymore, so it's hard to keep up. But that that does. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting idea. Well, I mean, it, long story short, like it's just there's not a lot of uses for things. Some of these artifacts, so it's a really good point. But. Other than that, like, is there any other things that you kind of learnt as you played with this particular build? Sorry, what, what's your question again? Uh, no, just just with your 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 um settlers game. Like, is there anything else that you've kind of learnt as you've played with this this army that maybe you'd want to give um, advice to to someone picking this up for the first time? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you can just uh, you can just choose models which which you like and and build lists around them. For example, if you like Seraph, but you don't want to play Lumineth, so you can you can find some amazing synergies in this army. Yeah, or if if you if you some have some narrative reasons to uh, to play elves, but not only Lumineth, you you you, you can bring together some for example sisters of the watch or phoenix guards with uh, luminate units yeah I, I think it's also great opportunity yeah and it, it's a good opportunity for your old high elf fans to bring in your army and kind of bring it all together have the, your you know you know your, your different forces of techless um i like it i like it I'm now. I my, my mind is now just clocking what the Cathalar with with an empowered uh, Umbral spell portal would look like, and I think it was Learn Tray Play talking as well about the fact that you could get like uh, the Purple Sun. The Law Seeker could cast the Purple Sun, and you're only within three inches of an enemy, so you could just. Uh, Oh, so many things you could do. Yeah, uh, with Cathalar, the, the interesting 
think, think to, to add some to your dreams. <laughs> so, Cathalar uh, spells, so uh, works against enemy bravery. Yeah, so enemy enemies have uh, have to take bravery check. But in the cities, you have lots of tools to decrease enemy bravery. Yeah, you have, for example, Celestant Prime. Yeah, you can just bring uh, this uh, this hero on the battlefield, and this is minus two to bravery. And yeah, and you have a lot of other units to decrease bravery. So uh, uh, you you have some. Uh, maybe it's not uh, the, the the strongest list, but you you can find some very interesting synergies here with, with well, some bravery checks. Yeah, perfect example is the battle mage on foot. If it's from the realm of Shaiish, the death spell, it's minus two bravery off that, and that's only a casting value of six. So again, there's a nice little combination there just to reduce bravery without tapping into more endless spells. Yeah, in, in this case, it may work even against, you know, um, death units or demons. No. I like it. I think there's a lot of stuff in this build, and it's exciting to start seeing it uh, in action, and I'm glad the FAQ's out. Philip, anything finally you want to say before we kind of bring this home? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I uh, – yeah, I, I – my, you, you told me about your dream. Yeah, my dream is you, is you create your own settlers gain uh, list and visit us at Moscow GT. <laughs> so you are welcome. At the end of, of September, yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> I will be happy right. to play with you. Well, if you're allowed to leave your country, go to uh, Moscow GT. If I was allowed to leave my country uh, and it wasn't about 10 years to get between Australia to Russia, I would love to drink vodka with you and fight some bears and roll Warhammer dice. Uh, but, Philippe, you have been incredible. I have learned a lot. It was interesting to see some of your ideas because they're certainly different to mine given that I'm so free guild focused. Um, you've brought in a very different build and... I'd love to see what other people are building too. I'm sure there are Duarden people thinking about how they use this, um, people who maybe are more like Darkling Coven and how they kind of tap into this. Um, the great thing is you can just bring in all of those cities models and then find something in Luminate that's going to work for you. Yep. Cool. All right, let's bring this home. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, you're going to go back to work. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Philippe, you are a legend. And if people want to talk more, um, are you on Twitter at all? I know you're in my Discord. So if you want to talk, chat to Philippe and get some ideas, join the Discord. He is, um, uh, he's always playing TTS and he's always uh, active in the community. Are you on Twitter or any other socials? Yeah, yeah I, I have Twitter, Phil Cartive. It's easy easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit in the episode description later. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for the great conversation. No, thank you. Thank you. And until next time, uh, don't forget to, I don't know, I don't say shoot the heroes. Like, don't forget your triumph. Philip, you were talking about triumphs. Let's not forget them. Don't forget your triumphs. And I'll see you all in AOS 3 at 3rd edition. Yeah, see you. Hey, guys. I hope you found that discussion valuable. If you did, give the video the old thumbs up. And if you have a comment or an insight, leave it in the comment section below. The champions over here are my AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members. 
you guys are bloody legends. Thank you for all the support. If you want to know more about the support programs, the links are below down here in the episode description, along with a link to the Discord server, so we can continue this conversation. Until next time, don't forget to name your characters and have a good one.